cast your mind back to the start of the COVID-19 lockdown. The streets were empty and everyone was sheltering at home, worried for themselves and their loved ones. People were only allowed to go outside to attend medical appointments, to take exercise once per day and to go shopping for the bare essentials. The only place you could see people gathering in numbers were in the enormously socially distanced queues at supermarkets, which formed long snaking lines around store car parks. Food supplies were under pressure as people began panic buying items such as flour, eggs, milk, even toilet paper. Shortages on the shelves led people to panic buying other items, anything canned or tinned. Now imagine that you are in charge of the capital expenditure for the maintenance of a store. In this case, the Tadcaster Road Tesco's in York in Northern England. And when all this hit, you are in the middle of a project to resurface your car park with new asphalt. With all of your customers queuing outside your front door. Now, what do you do? Hello and welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Conacher. And I'm Rian Owen. In this episode, we partner with Shell Bitumen to see how Tesco solves its sticky dilemma. How asphalt developments made over the last 30 years have combined with just a small dose of some cutting edge chemistry to produce a bitumen that if you close your eyes... You wouldn't know it's there. We will also find out about how road surfacing materials are doing their bit to help create a more sustainable society. Because if you forgive the cheesy line, when it comes to the environment, every little helps. But first, in order to avoid confusion between what is established technology and what's new, it's worth taking a look at some of the recent history of the asphalt sector and also addressing some common misconceptions. Bitumen, also known as asphalt, is an engineering material. Although it comes from a refinery and the base material is crude oil, it is not itself burned. It is heated up to make it workable and as it cools, it forms a solid surface for vehicles or pedestrians. It is also infinitely recyclable. You just scrape the asphalt up, apply heat to it, then lay it again. No waste, apart from the energy needed to make the material a liquid again. So what has occupied the minds of the world's bitumen experts has not been changing the material or reducing the amount needed. A road is a road. Instead, they have been thinking of ways to either make the material more durable or otherwise to make the production process and also the relaying process more energy efficient. One way energy efficiency can be achieved is by reducing the temperature of the asphalt by some 30 degrees Celsius, from 165 down to about 135. Sometimes the reduction can be as much as 50 degrees. As a rule of thumb, for every 10 degrees you save in production, you save maybe 0.6 litres of fuel per tonne of asphalt and a few kilograms of carbon. Which may seem modest, but when you consider the size of the industry, the potential environmental benefits are huge. We'll get to this later in the episode. However, the key benefit to our man in York is the significant reduction in heat and emissions given off locally during installation. Although these issues are not such a big deal to experienced personnel working with the material, a queue of already anxious shoppers may not be so comfortable. So, this is where we are up to, the developments of the past. 
but this job in particular will see these techniques married with a clever bit of chemistry to come out of the vast R&D centres of shell bitumen. This will push the emissions and odour reduction far beyond what can be achieved with mere temperature controls. All caught up? Good, because we need to see a man about a car park. I think ultimately it, it's about doing the right thing and, and the right thing for for the environment and the planet is to reduce as much as we possibly can the harmful emissions that we we produce by doing what we do. This is Mike Ward. He is the capital maintenance manager for Tesco, responsible for, among other things, car parks. It is a role he took on about six months ago in what must have been a baptism of fire. He spoke to us while on a well-deserved break from work, so you may hear some excited children in the background. I think the the issue, particularly with lockdown, was that perhaps the only thing that people could do was go shopping, as in to a, to a supermarket. So in a strange way, I think we, we clearly saw an increased number of people, um, and then that added to the the sort of general consensus that everybody's got to go out now and buy as much as possible. It clearly meant that we had we had customers in abundance queuing up outside the store. From the front door itself, all the way down the side of the store. But even so, Mike needed to make the call to proceed with the job. The work still needed to be done, uh, even during the uh, the restrictions, primarily for the for the safety of our customers and colleagues. The additional problem that cropped up then would clearly be the works proceeding while we are queuing customers um, around the outside of the building, not only from a from a noise perspective, while the while the cap out was being planed up, but then also from a surfacing perspective, with the hot material in the vicinity, then also the the lovely aroma that comes with uh, with bitumen. We tend to get customers sort of complaining about the smell in any case. And if we're going to then be holding them at the side of the areas we're surfacing, that would only be exacerbated. Within just a few metres of the ongoing work. We're talking maybe mm, six metres away from the, where the car park would be resurfaced. So, you know, there'd be, there'd be Harris fencing up and it'd be sheeted. But still, the, I think the main issue would have been around the aroma of the material. So clearly when it comes out of the, the back of the wagons, it goes onto the paving machine. It's excessively hot in terms of the general public. But then also that, yeah, that aroma, I mean, once you're acclimatised to it, it's not too bad for us guys. Meaning anyone who has spent time in or around work sites. But certainly for the customers that are queuing, it's not the most pleasant of smells. In most cases, the, the surfacing is done out of hours as much as possible. But there's certain elements clearly that you've, you've sort of got to do during the day. So Tadcaster Road had residents directly over the road. Out-of-hours work just wasn't practical due to the need to minimise nighttime noise for these residents. Certainly with the, the planing and the paving and the noise of the machines. So that meant that we had to do some of the work in normal working hours. The houses directly over the road were also on the, the front entrance facade of the, of the store, which then unfortunately meant we had that situation to work in whereby, yeah, we've got the front of the store where customers are, are entering and exiting. But we've also then got the houses on the opposite side of the road and we need to keep the noise down out of hours, which sort of restricted us to sort of a, a 4 p.m. start till probably 9, 10 p.m. on a night. Clearly that was the, the quietest time shopping-wise for, for Tesco customers, which that, you know, that allowed us to deliver what we needed to deliver, basically.
my name is Haroon Rashid. I'm a chartered uh, civil engineer by trade. I'm the managing director here at NMC Group. NMC is a contractor based in nearby Doncaster that provides surfacing, civil engineering, specialist coating and drainage services. We've been working with Tesco for uh, well over seven years now. It's a relationship that's been there since uh, I joined, or before I joined, sorry, but a relationship that's enabled us to work very closely with them uh, on several contracts. One of the ones we'll be talking about is Tadcaster Road in York, the Tesco Superstore, and we started planning on that last year. The initial planning was done before COVID struck and before Haroon realised that he would be required to surface the car park with an unusual mix. We resurfaced the entire car park, so over 10,000 metres squared. A little over half the size of an average football pitch, or soccer for our North American listeners. Which required about a thousand tonne of asphalt that went down on the project, so that in in its entirety was a substantial size project. The whole of the car park was resurfaced. It included drainage works in there uh, and some of the existing footpaths which weren't had treatments, uh, preservative treatment done on those. I asked Haroon about the normal concerns that a customer such as Tesco might have. On every contract that we do with Tesco, uh, one of the important aspects is customer experience. So that's high on their agenda. Customer experience is pivotal to a project that is effectively delivered well. What we have to refrain from is remedials, poor workmanship, lack of professionalism, all that can actually impact the brand image. Um, As these projects do cause some disruption because they are a change to normal day, it's very, very important keeping the stakeholders informed at all times. It's also important from our perspective, Alex, not just because of a financial impact, but uh, it's important that we get things right first time to avoid the disruption of repeated visits to do any remedials and things. All of this disruption is thought about and minimized at that early planning stage and the customer experience uh, is, is looked at at that stage. To avoid any unnecessary impact on the customer experience when they are already frustrated at government-mandated social distancing that is keeping them in a long queue next to an active work site, this would take something special. My name is Adrian Hadley. I'm the Head of uh, Technical uh, for Asphalt and Agrits at Hanson. My responsibilities are looking after and managing uh, the technical department and uh, ensuring the quality of our products. And that expands to uh, a lot of research and development within uh, those material ranges. Hanson UK is a leading supplier of heavy building materials to the construction industry. It is part of the Heidelberg Cement Group, which is itself one of the largest building materials manufacturers in the world. It is Hanson that supplied NMC with the asphalt for the car park. And Adrian that first suggested using something that Hansen had been working on with technology developer Shell Bitumen. REA stands for Reduced Emission Asphalt. This is Hansen's trading name for the finished product. Shell's name for the additive is Shell Bitumen Fresh Air. And we came up with the, the product working closely in collaboration with Shell. And basically it's uh, an, an additive 
uh, in the bitumen, a very clever additive that helps to reduce emissions in the uh, the finished asphalt product. So from a, a production and installation point of view, it, it offers great, uh, great environmental benefits um, in terms of NOx, SOx and CO reduction, particulate matter. So some great, great benefits there. Here is Shell's global product technology manager, Richard Taylor, to explain how this works. He looks after research and development for the company's bitumen business. Bitumen isn't used at temperatures high enough to create NOx and SOx in itself. However, there are some NOx and SOx that are effectively trapped in the bitumen from the refining process. And, and so the technology that we've developed is a combination of chemicals which we put into the bitumen in small quantities, which combine with NOx and SOx, uh, macaptans, other components within the bitumen, and it basically makes them heavier so that they don't escape from the bitumen into the air and they stay within the, in the liquid bitumen itself. And so by adding in a small amount of additive and making some of these volatile components uh, heavier or bigger, then it, it prevents them from combining with VOCs in the bitumen and forming aerosols and, and particulates in the air. Bitumen is a naturally derived material and does have properties that can vary depending on the crude oil source from which it was derived. However, when we add the fresh air additive to the bitumen, we typically see a reduction in the laboratory around the 40 to 50% mark. Um, we, we landed on 40% uh, after a statistical study. And so 40% is the level that we will claim. But typically, the amount of emissions that come from the bitumen can be uh, roughly halved by this uh, process. Probably ought to also say that this is something that is complementary to temperature. So we, we've known for a long time in the asphalt industry, in the bitumen industry, that the emissions are linked to temperature. So if we lower temperatures, quite understandably, we lower the emissions. Uh, however, this uh, chemical route to lowering emissions uh, works in addition to the temperature reduction itself. So. As they needed a material with the maximum reduction in emissions possible to keep the queuing customers comfortable, adding the two together is exactly what they did. Here is Adrian from Hansen again. Warm mix asphalt has been around for uh, quite a number of uh, years now, and I have to say the, uh, the the market trend in that is developing uh, really with pace, uh, and, and it's it's great to see that from a, a sustainability environmental uh, perspective. The main benefits of warm mix asphalt are that we can reduce typically the mixing temperature of asphalt, typically by 30 to 40 degrees C, which is great because in doing that, we, uh, we use less energy in terms of the production process. Remember that rule of thumb? Every 10 degrees reduced uses 0.6 fewer litres of fuel per tonne. And also... We're reducing carbon. And critically, that, that, that's where we need to be. So in terms of the, the journey of uh, circular economy, sustainable products, reducing carbon, warm mix asphalt really um, has put the asphalt industry in, uh, in a great light in being able to offer that. But equally, there are many other advantages of warm mix asphalt, including and, 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 and not exhaustive in terms of the fact that we can open roads to traffic more quickly because the asphalt is at not such a high mixed temperature. So therefore, it cool to ambient temperature that much more uh, speedily to enable the traffic to go back onto the uh, the laid asphalt. Equally, from a, a, an operator perspective and, and the general environment, you, you tend to find the products um, produce less steam and generate less steam, um, uh, and that in itself is a, is, is a benefit and uh, it's more comfortable for anyone working in, in, in that environment. 
or if you are stuck queuing next to it, which is what led Adrian and Hansen to the realization. Clearly, we have warm mix asphalt, and then, as I said, working with, with Shell, we became quickly um, aware of the, the fresh air innovation in, in terms of uh, reducing emissions. And we just thought that's a, it's a perfect combination to put the two together. And you know, technically, we, we, we checked that in our laboratory. We did all of the background work and the checks and testing. We, again, worked very closely with Shell and their technical team to ensure that they were happy with um, the, the, the product and the innovation and the direction that we were taking it in. And uh, it, it just became evident that, that it was the right thing to do to effectively, in our opinion, offer uh, the, the most sustainable product there is on the market currently. And, and if you throw that into the mix with the addition of reclaimed asphalt, um, you, you, really, you really are in a sort of a win-win-win position. During the, the manufacturing process and the laying installation process, that, that is absolutely where you'll see the greatest benefits. He also sees a lot of interest in using the product in areas that are placing a real effort behind restricting local emissions. For example, in the London ultra-low emission zone. We see real advantages there of using the product uh, in the ULES zone, as well as confined areas um, such as tunnels where you know, air quality or work workers in those environments uh, could benefit from using the, the REA product. Back at the Tadcaster Road car park, Haroon from NMC successfully completed the job and is excited to tell me about the carbon savings. So just to give you a perspective, Alex, in, uh, in terms of every kilometre of road, which to REA is estimated to have a similar effect on particulate matter uh, as planting 16 trees and a similar impact on the reduction of nitrous oxide as removing 40 cars from the road. So the projects that we've completed to date now, uh, including Tudcaster Road in York. Using the combination of warm mix and fresh air, or REA. has realised a saving of about 7,600 kilograms of CO2 emissions compared with conventional hot rolled asphalt. And the REA in itself is estimated to have a similar effect on particulate matter as uh, planting about 146 trees and a similar impact on the reduction of nitrous oxide as removing 366 cars from the road. Although the fresh air additive has no effect on the workability of the material or its engineering properties, the temperature bitumen is installed at very much does. And because warm mix is not yet ubiquitous in the industry, there was a learning curve for the team on site. We're continuously improving the way we do things. And so it was important to collate their feedback. Their feedback was initially adjusting to the product, which was a warm mix asphalt. Uh, and that adjustment was required because you could almost compare it to very hot butter and warm butter. And uh, it's much, much more easier to work with hot butter because it's more workable. And it's very similar in terms of asphalt as well on site. At a higher temperature, it was much easier to work with traditional asphalt. As it gets cooler, the workability element uh, starts taking a little bit of a change. So there was a bit of adjustment, still workable, very good, but just an adjustment on site. It was very good. The operatives actually said that it appeared to give off less odor as well. And obviously as a product, because it's mixed uh, at a lower temperature, it can be trafficked uh, much sooner to allow us to reopen the, the car park uh, sooner. This is Denise Oosh. 
I am the Global Technology Development Executive. I look after the sustainability of our specialties business. So I'm responsible with looking at the carbon footprint of the, the organization, carbon footprint of our products, and developing solutions for, for future technologies, future products, having lower carbon footprints and more circular solutions. Denise works for Shell. Earlier we mentioned that bitumen is an engineering material. This is important to understanding the way the stuff works from an environmental perspective, and what you can and what you can't do with it. The key element here is to ensure that the performance characteristics of the bitumen itself is not impacted. So it delivers the same performance characteristics, it delivers the same service life. So it is important to find components that don't impact the bitumen and its performance throughout its lifetime. Then comes the second element. The biggest advantage of bitumen is that it is recyclable at the end of its lifetime. So. It is easy to stick certain things or, or waste products into the bitumen, but we need to always make sure that at the end of its lifetime, it maintains the recyclability, that it doesn't pose a safety risk, it doesn't create any problems with its compatibility with, with the, the new materials when it is being laid on the road. So I guess that the biggest effort is finding streams that are one, compatible, two, doesn't harm or preferably improve the performance characteristics of the bitumen itself and at the end of its lifetime is still offering the, the same recyclability benefits as, as bitumen by itself does. And with a company of this size, they do have to pick their battles and each department has ideas for sustainability that have to compete for resource allocation. Well, when we uh, make a decision, I guess scalability is one of the biggest elements. So it, it needs to be delivering material impact and we have a pretty good understanding of which areas in our organization footprint or product carbon footprint is going to deliver this material impact. So we're looking at areas where implementing these new technologies is going to move the needle. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's always competing for, for resources. Richard also kept emphasizing the fact that bitumen is an engineering material and that above all concerns are durability and recyclable properties. Anything done to it has to be additive and not compromise this fact. So we're, we are in, for bitumen, it's, it's very much treated as an engineering material and the, and the kind of things that do occupy our minds are engineering-related matters. So it might be how, how can we make a product from this bitumen better or last longer or be less impactful on the environment. And so they're, they're the kind of things that we've tackled for a long time, um, right the way uh, from the development of polymer modification to, to make roads last longer in the, in the 1980s and 90s and warm mix asphalt uh, in the late 90s into the 2000s. We've always tried to make bitumen and the roads that are made from bitumen progressively better. And so that's a bit of a pitch for, for bitumen as a discipline, but we genuinely, that, that's what we do in the specialities business. Back at Tesco, and with the car park complete, Mike Ward says he faces many of the same concerns as other large businesses, with the addition perhaps of excited children who again make their appearance. Clearly, like any, any big business, the ultimate aim is to reduce, as far as is reasonably practical, the, the CO2. So we've, we've reduced our absolute carbon emissions by sort of 37% since 2015, 2016. And we've, you know, we've got the ultimate goal of becoming carbon free. Um, but I think initially 
you know, we're, we're trying to reduce the carbon emissions up to 35% by the end of 2020. And we're looking to increase that to 60% by 2025. And with the ultimate goal of, you know, 2050, 100% carbon emissions reduced. So there's, you know, there's a fair way to go. But I think when, certainly when I start looking at products that we're using to maintain our buildings, that's always at the forefront of my mind in terms of what products are out there and available on the market that would be fit for purpose to use in our buildings and in our stores, and also which products are out there that are going to offer the largest CO2 savings in terms of embodied energy. Engineering Matters is a production of Rebe Media. This episode was created in partnership with Shell Bitumen. Produced and hosted by me, Alex Conacher. My co-host was Rian Owen. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. And our own cutting edge additive is Rory Harris. Special thanks to Shell, NMC, Hanson and Tesco.